0: When you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. I promise you, the enthusiasm you hear in my voice right now is masking a feeling of exhaustion. This has been one of the hardest weeks of my life. And usually when I'm like this, I can be like, okay, so X is happening. And so please understand, but I can't tell you what X is. It's a good thing. I think it'll be a big thing, but I'm not allowed to talk about any aspect of it until it's released. But when you find out what it is, you'll be like, oh, sis, why are you doing this podcast right now? Because I didn't give the production company enough heads up that I wouldn't be able to. And I don't want to fuck up the ads. I'm just here so I don't get fined. But (laughs) I do have a halfway decent episode planned. Unfortunately, fortunately, there's much to talk about. Girl, boys, people who don't identify as either. I am exhausted. When I tell you I am tired, like to my bones. I am so freaking tired. and like I can't go to sleep yet. It is 7.21 p.m. on Friday. This podcast was technically supposed to be up by around 9 a.m. So noon EST. Clearly didn't happen. I was running around all day today trying to get in stuff that I hadn't been able to finish earlier this week. The drop for the new merch was supposed to happen. Clearly that's not happening. Everything is just a mess. It's just a total freaking mess. And my phone is ringing like off the hook, it's one of those like everyone wants something now, either at work or emotional or whatever. And I'm like, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to give. Yeah. But maybe I'll get to sleep this weekend, God willing. I also need to take my braids out. I've had them in for a month and I haven't been doing my black girl due diligence and taking care of them by wrapping them up at night. So they're a little fuzzy. So they need to come out, but I'm just too tired. Please tell me where I'm supposed to find like a four hour block of time to take these micro braids out. They were so cute when I put them in and I thought about it when I put them in. I was like taking these out about to be a bitch and they will be. Maybe I'll get around to that this weekend. I want to get a new set of braids, but now that I know how cheap they could possibly be, they was $47 in Ghana and they took five and a half hours because they had six women working in my head. I'm going to call my girl here. Now, she does an amazing job, and she comes to my house. Like, I cannot complain. I told you that $47 was including the hair. Stay with me. My girl does not include the hair. I have to go get my own hair, but hair is relatively cheap. Not complaining. I'm saying, though, my girl don't cost $47. It's, I think it's three fifty dollars for the same thing, which all in all is very, very reasonable in America. <sighs> I can't wait to go back to Ghana for many reasons, not just the braids, but the, the braids are on the list. They're not high up on the list, but they are on the list. I'm just saying. <sighs> Good news this week and actually not this week. It's from earlier this year and I keep meaning to talk about it on the podcast. I think because I actually speak to the author, I think I mentioned it on the podcast and I had not Red Lip Theology, Candace Bimbo. I think I might have interviewed Candace more than anyone else for the duration of the podcast. But her book just came out. I know it is Red Lip Theology, but it has like a whole subtitle. What is the What is the name of the book? Let me look, because I just be calling it Red Lip. It's Red Lip Theology for church girls who've considered tithing to the beauty supply store when Sunday morning isn't enough. Clearly it's a play on, um, uh, what is it called? For colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough. Candace all witty self. But no, I wanted a copy of the book and I was in Ghana. I'm going to stop talking about Ghana every episode. It's going to happen, you know, until I actually move there. They were sending out copies of the book while I was in Ghana. And, you know, they only have like a, a set limit of time where the publisher is shipping them out. And so Candace was like, I told him to send your copy to me and I'll hold it and send it to you when you get back. But then when I got back, Candace is in the middle of book tour. I just had to look up the title of the book. Ma'am is featured in like every major publication talking about this book. Boo is everywhere right now. And because I know what she's going through, I'm not going to harass her and be like, send me my book. I'm just going to carry my ass to Barnes & Noble and buy a copy because I've been waiting on this woman's book forever and a day. And hopefully when she has some downtime, we can have Candace back on the show. She'll officially be like the most interviewed person on this podcast if she comes back a fourth time. I think she might be tied with John for the number of interviews. I think John has been on here three times too. Both of my bays. But congratulations to Candace. I'm super excited about this book. I feel like this is our book. I didn't write a damn word of it. You know, like we're we're friends and we've talked about the publishing process and there's so many ups and downs and backs and forths. Um, this book is a long time coming and we have a, a shared backstory about the ups and downs of, of, you know, getting a book out. This was no small feat and I'm super, super, super duper proud of her. And I'm not just talking about the book because she's like the homie. I'm talking about the book because she's like smart. Like before she was the homie, I followed her writing like a lot. I don't know if I reached out to her or she reached out to me. I don't know. But like we were cool online. And then when I was down in Atlanta, I guess shortly after she moved down there, um, we met up for Ty and I was like, oh, that's like Sister Bestie. Super, super happy for her. Cannot wait to read this book. We might have to do like a whole segment on Candace in this book. It's about faith, yes, but it's also about, you know, Black women living. Candace writes very frequently, very publicly, um, very virally about faith, but it's always intertwined with, like, you know, something very relatable. It's not like, I don't know, sometimes when folks talk about faith, they, they get real churchy, and I don't really do churchy. Also, congratulations to my friend Nana. Her book, we've talked about this book before, The Sex Lives of African Women. Her publicist sent me a copy. It came out last year in the UK and in the African market, but it has not been released yet in the US. It comes out on March 1st. Did we talk about Nana in a previous episode? I know I talked about her on my Instagram page. I don't remember if I talked about her here, but when I was in Ghana, because I can't stop talking about Ghana. This very sweet woman, like, you know, came in my DMs and was like, Hey, like, I'm a blogger and an author, and I know you're like in my city, Accra, and I would love to meet you if you have some downtime. I was like, Sure, why not? All I'm really doing out here is like brunching, drinking, partying. Do y'all hear that? Not again. Not again. The people with the dog that lived across the hall, and that's way less like crazy than what that other dog was. The people that lived across the, across the hall with the dog, I know for a fact that they moved out at least this week. Because I walked by and the door to their apartment was wide open and wasn't no furniture in there. But now I can hear a new dog. Not again. Give me a reason to break this lease because of noise violations. Oh my god, not again. Oh, sorry. Anyway, wasn't doing shit of substance the whole time I was there. And I was like, well, at least I can maybe meet some dope people. She invited me to breakfast. I was like, what could go wrong? But we met up and she was super, super chill. And she was like, I wrote this book and it's called The Sex Lives of African Women. I think I asked her a couple of questions about it, but she just made it sound like it was just this like very small, very humble book. And then like when I was hanging out with other people and they all were talking about this book. And I was like, sis made this book sound like this humble little occasion. And like, but it's like everyone's freaking reading it. I was like, I want to read it. So she had copies, but the version that was released in the UK and in Africa is slightly different than the American version, she told me. And so she wanted me to have the American version. She's like, I want want you to have the version that your listeners will be able to access. So her publicist sent me a copy. It's a slightly different cover. It's really cute, though. Both of them are very cute and colorful. So congratulations to her, too. I'm so excited. Maybe once I, you know, can get like a good, like, I don't know, 15 hours of sleeping to make up for the deprivation from this week. Maybe I could do that on Sunday. I can lay in bed with Prosecco and read books. I need some brownies, too. And not weed brownies. I mean, like, just regular, like, you know, brownies with like nuts in them. I don't do edibles and I don't smoke. I'm not like a weed person. It's just not my thing. Makes me paranoid. What else? In this week's good black news, it looks like we are actually going to be getting a black woman on the Supreme Court. Finally, there's never been a black woman on the Supreme Court, which is crazy to me. But Justice Stephen Breyer, he is a liberal justice and he is stepping down after 27 years serving on the Supreme Court. So that gives an opening for President Biden to nominate a black woman. If you remember during the last election, there was talk of there being openings on the Supreme Court and people were very much pressuring Biden that if there was an opening, That a black woman should get it. And I think at the time, if I remember correctly, back then Biden said he would nominate a black woman if there was an opening. And I remember I did this talk, there was an organization of black women, I think mostly lawyers, but they were pushing to get a black woman on the Supreme Court. There was a mini movement around it. And I interviewed um, Nicole Hannah-Jones as part of that discussion. I remember they asked me to do it. And I was like, yes, as a black woman. I'm on board. Like, let's get a black woman on the court. It was an online summit because it was the height of COVID. But before we even had the conversation, RBG passed and Trump was very adamant that he was going to appoint a new justice while he was president. And he wasn't waiting until after the election to see if he would get a second term. So, you know, he went and put that crazy lady on the Supreme Court. Um, So there was no opportunity for Biden to nominate a black woman. But with this new justice stepping down, Biden has flatly said that he will put a black woman on the Supreme Court, or at least nominate. He doesn't have final say there. So and I'm reading this on NBC News. So this time around, he's actually keeping his word. I'm trying to find the exact quote that I read. I saw it on David John's page. This is a quote from from Biden. It's actually a tweet that he put out. It was part of um, a larger press statement that he made, but he said, tweeted, The person I nominate to replace Justice Byer will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And they will be the first black woman nominated to the United States Supreme Court. So that sounds to me like we're getting a black woman. We'll see. I mean, I hear him. I'm so jaded with America that I can't get too excited. I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. He made that statement two days ago. But it's America, and you know America be american So we'll see.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com.
1: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on it is our time kingdom of the planet of the apes now playing only in theaters rated pg-13 some material may be inappropriate for children under 13 oh this is bad black news this is very unfortunate and terrible black news did y'all see this story about cory bush her car i'm reading this on nbc news but i also read it on cnn it's not a lot of details. Corey Bush, just so we're clear, the congresswoman from St. Louis, I went to a fundraiser of hers. When was the, um, the Ebony Power 100? The Ebony Power 100 was that night, and that morning, I went to a fundraiser for her in downtown L.A. Really nice lady. And when she was speaking, I was like, oh, she must have been raised in the church. And then like two seconds later, she was like, because I'm also a pastor, and I was like, oh, this makes a world of sense. Carry on. Or Amen. One or the other. But the story says that her car was struck by gunfire. Was it like one shot? Did her car get sprayed up? Because when I was scrolling on something earlier and it said like car struck by gunfire, I'm thinking like, was it a drive by? I mean, are we going like full 90s now? It's not clear from the articles that I read. We just got car was struck by gunfire while parked in the St. Louis area. And this happened over the weekend. Her office said on Thursday. So her car got shot up like four or five days ago and y'all did say shit the whole time? I think this is like, you know, news. Like a congresswoman's car gets shot up or gets hit with a bullet. Because I feel like shot up implies like multiple shots versus like shot at implies like a single bullet to me. But everything that I'm reading just says struck by gunfire, which could be one bullet or could be many bullets. But... And I guess this is the good news. The congresswoman was not in the car and thusly was not injured in the incident. And so Cory Bush, I mean, I think I agree with damn near everything that comes out of her mouth. She's like about that life of black people. She's considered controversial, often to non-black people, usually like, you know, the crazy MAGA people, including what is that nutcase woman? She got banned from Twitter recently because her crazy... I mean, her crazy, period. But specifically, the crazy shit she was saying about COVID. What's her name? Twitter, quote, unquote, permanently suspends Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's the white lady with the blonde hair. I want to say Cori Bush had her office, because they're both like freshman congresswomen. Corey Bush's office was across from this chick's office. I can't remember what she did. It was so batshit crazy that Corey Bush was like, I must be moved. I talked about it in a previous episode. I remember saying something like Congress needs an HR department. Why don't I remember this? And I share that just to point out that, you know, this isn't the first time that there's been, I don't want to say aggression toward her because the staff is saying that, you know, they don't think this was targeted, but there's been aggression around her. Um, She's not favorited in a lot of circles. So I think when I saw the reporting, I just assumed that it was targeted, but it's good to hear that it's not. You know, often we talk about how, you know, people need to be bubble wrapped for their own safety. I think Cory Bush might be in bubble wrap territory at this point. Even if her car was not being aimed at, I don't like the idea of her car being hit. Cori Bush did say that the incident has, quote, left her shaken. She said, like far too many of us in St. Louis, experiencing gun violence is all too familiar. Thankfully, no one was harmed, but any act of gun violence shakes your soul. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm like scrolling further down on the story. So apparently, this is not the first time that Bush has reported having her car shot at. Back in June 2020, while she was running for office, she tweeted out pictures of her bullet damaged car. This is on NBC News. Back then, she said, My car took the bullets. I am safe. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm still catching up on things that happened while I was traveling. I'm reading this story. And it's talking about another congresswoman from Pennsylvania was carjacked at gunpoint in Philadelphia. What the fuck? What is going on? That's wild. I'm glad Congresswoman Bush is okay. Because I read that and I was like, girl, what? Not okay. I would have had this podcast up sooner. (laughs) Except I was trying to watch the Janet Jackson documentary. I won't tell you how I was able to do so because, you know, I don't have cable. I didn't realize through the means that I was watching it that it was going to show it to me on East Coast time. I called myself, you know, being responsible and tuning in 15 minutes early just to make sure that I could see it. And it was going off. And I was like, are you kidding me? I caught the last 15 minutes of it. Janet had just started working on the Rhythm Nation tour. So I'm actually recording this in between airings of the documentary. I will not be missing the encore. Thank you. I'm very serious about my Janet Jackson content. I'm not the biggest Janet Jackson fan, but also I think my first viral video was talking about Janet Jackson because somebody was like, oh, she she used that man for his money. Janet Jackson is a gold digger. And I was like, Janet Jackson has her own gold. Like the rumors were that Janet was unhappy for like, I don't know, four to six months before she actually, you know, left the relationship or filed for divorce. But if she waited the extra four to six months, she was supposed to get like, I don't know, was it like 500 million, a hundred million, something like that. And people were like, that's grimy for her to stay married just to, you know, get the extra money. And I remember at the time being like, yo, you've wanted to quit your job and you've stayed for your holiday bonus and you weren't getting millions. Janet's supposed to just be like, oh, I've endured this much and I'm supposed to walk away from all this money. You wouldn't. I mean, yes, Janet has her own money. She comes with her own table, her own coin, her own gold, but you can never really have too much, can you? That's the hyper-capitalist in me, which I'm going to stop talking about that country. I swear I am. I don't want to, though. I'm so happy there. I say that to say that I watched that little piece of the Janet Jackson documentary, and I can't really talk about it because all I saw was like 15 minutes. I did see, I had to turn it off, though. K. Michelle has a new show or a new series, I guess, show, series, same difference, called My Killer Body, where she talks about the effects of, the bad effects of women who've had plastic surgeries. And, you know, she's had her own experience with that. She had um, butt implants that, I don't know the proper word, were botched. Um, And she had to go through a few years, I think, three, it was, of surgeries in order to restore her health. Just in a little part of of what I watched, she talked about she woke up one day and her legs buckled. She wasn't able to walk. She talked about hair loss. She talked about the pain of it all. Um, And I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then she has other women who she's um, showcasing who've also had botch surgery. So there was this one woman, black woman, who had not butt implants. She got the, um, the, the butt shots. Before everybody was getting BBLs, there was like the, the black market butt shots. And so th- that woman got that. And they showed the pictures of her deformed ass like she was a brown-skinned girl but her ass was like black it looked like it like 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 black like like the road outside black and I was like your ass not supposed to look like that if the rest of you is brown your ass should not look black like I, I don't even know how to describe it like it was just it looked painful and I was like sis whatever was going on with your ass before you did whatever you did to it was better than this which the woman also said like she said she got the shots and she was like within three weeks like her, her ass would be itching uncontrollably. And she was like, I would be at work. I think she said she was a nurse. She said, I would be at work and I would have to go into the bathroom and, you know, scratch my ass. Cause it was itching so bad. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. But she said she got the, um, the butt injections. Cause she was in a relationship with a guy who had like a wandering eye. And she said she had really low self-esteem. And she was like, you know, my man is always looking at these other women. And like, you know, I need to get these shots in order to, you know, physically compete. I was like, sis, you just should have changed men, not change your ass. But, you know, to each their own, you know, if it's done well. But I was like, sis, like, oh, she looks so painful. The pictures are so graphic, too. Like, they put, like, some blur, like, just for the crack of the ass. And I was like, we could see everything else. You might as well just show the crack. And what we could see was like horrifying. At the beginning of the show, they had like a, a warning, like, you know, graphic images ahead. But I was like, well, I've seen graphic before, but I saw that shit. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There was this other woman. She got a, um what they call like a mommy makeover. So I think like flatten your tummy, raise your boobs. I don't know if they do hips and ass for that, but definitely like a breast lift um, and flatten her tummy. But her doctor, I don't know if he can be called that rightfully after the way he butchered that lady. He Frankensteined her ass. She showed pictures, video of what her body looked like after surgery. And I can't remember the name that they used, but she had so many dead cells that her whole stomach, and she's an Asian woman, her stomach looked like Freddy Krueger's face, except like, except like pitch black because it was dead skin. I don't know if you've ever seen like someone with, with gangrene. Where it's not getting like enough circulation and it turns black. That's what that lady's stomach looked like. She had two kids. She said she never lost her baby weight. And she specifically said, like, I wanted to look like beautiful, like the women on Instagram. And I was like, lady, in real life, the women on Instagram don't even look like the women on Instagram. People I see on Instagram, sometimes I see them in real life. And I'd be like, who who is you? You on Instagram and you in life, y'all not the same person. Y'all much different. Folks be filtering and photoshopping themselves into people that don't exist in the real life. But baby girl wanted to look like that. And she went and paid some somebody again calling that person a doctor. I'm like, how do you take the Hippocratic Oath and do and butcher somebody like that? It looked like the work I would have done. And I don't know nothing about a scalpel and got a shaky hand. Girl, I felt so bad for them. K K. Michelle included. But after the lady's stomach looked like she'd been set on fire, I was like, I can't watch this. Like the intended purpose of the show was to keep people from getting plastic surgery or at least getting bad plastic surgery, because I think there's a difference between, you know, good surgery and bad surgery. But if the goal of the show was to, you know, keep people from from doing anything and just, you know, loving what they have, go to the gym. That's the safest way to get things done. Go to the gym. If that was the intention of the show, mission accomplished. Because I was like, oh, 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 oh. Being in LA, like, conversations about plastic surgery, it's, it's like, what are you eating for lunch? Are you having Prosecco or champagne? Are you getting the fish or the chicken? Are you getting a BBL or are you getting lipo? Are you getting a nose job? Like, it's just, it's very casual. LA has a very different approach to plastic surgery than I've seen in... The only other cities I've lived in are D.C. and New York, which, you know, I know people who've done stuff there, too. But it's much more under the radar. But I was like, oh, mission accomplished. Like, you know, I've definitely contemplated it. Not going to lie. But, yeah, like, all, all that contemplation, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. I'll just, I'll go to the gym and eat more vegetables and, and drink my gallon of water per day. Can I say this? Because I know I'm not the only person thinking it, right? If you watched the K. Michelle special, you had to think it. Because I saw when I was looking at the, you know, the lineup, I saw that, you know, Janet Jackson, I thought it was supposed to be coming on. I saw that it was going off. And then I saw that the next thing coming on was K. Michelle. And I was like, oh, okay. So like I had it on. And so I was watching. And then a woman appeared on my screen who, who sounded like K. Michelle. And vaguely, if you like squint and cock your head, looks like K. Michelle. But I was like, but not really. Is that K. Michelle? Now, I have seen pictures of her on Instagram. And there's been a lot of conversation about this. It's not like I'm making like a a unique observation where people were like, Harpo, who this woman? It was a picture posted on K. Michelle's page. And the caption implied that the person that we were looking at was K. Michelle. But the person who we saw did not look like K. Michelle. A very attractive woman, which K. Michelle has always been. But the woman in the, the most recent pictures who was supposed to be K. Michelle did not look like the K. Michelle that was on my TV screen in Love and loving hip hop for years. I was like, I saw you for years, sis, for years. I saw your music videos. I saw your concerts. I saw you on a TV show for years. And now you don't look like you used to look. And it's not like, oh, she lost a lot of weight. And no, it's more than that. You just changed her whole face. I don't know if she Botoxed it. I don't know if she got some surgery on it. I don't know what happened. But I was like, this person who is being called K-Michelle that is upon my screen does not look like K-Michelle. And I thought when I saw the pictures on Instagram, because we just had a conversation about how people can look one way on Instagram. And then you see them in person when they don't have their filters in their Photoshop. And you'll be like, oh, that's two different people. And so I just assumed that that's what it was. I was like, okay, Michelle has been using her filters. Like, okay, whatever that's about, you know, do you. But then when she was in motion on my screen, I was like, is, is this a filter too? Or is this what she looks like now? She's beautiful. She's beautiful. This, this new face that she has is, it's a gorgeous, beautiful face. Whoever did her, her, um, her fillers, Um, Because fillers can't actually achieve what she's done. Again, I live in L.A. I see this shit all the time. Done or maybe a surgeon. I don't know. Whatever doctor she went to did amazing fucking work. But I just thought it was a little, um, Atlanta's Morissette would call it ironic. That like a person who has clearly been through surgeries and, and been botched, which she's been very public about, is now hosting a show about surgeries and being botched It seems that the point of the show is to deter people from surgery and to accept their appearance and body the way it is or to work out to achieve the results that they want and not put themselves in harm's way trying to achieve a a very narrow beauty ideal that's mostly impossible for most women to achieve on their own. And again, I didn't finish the whole show, but I thought that was kind of like the messaging. But then K. Michelle is sitting there with like, you know, a clearly... Altered in some fashion face. And again, it's a beautiful face. It's just not the original face. I just thought it was, you know, again, ironic that someone who has clearly altered their appearance drastically after having a botched surgery is now hosting a show about accepting yourself as is and not giving into very narrow criteria Of what beauty is. And again, I was like, who? Who that? I'm just saying. You know, one thing I did think about, and I'm going back to that Janet Jackson piece before we wrap up. Beyonce often is compared to Diana Ross and uh, for obvious reasons. The big hair and the wind machines is, you know, Diana Ross all day. And then, you know, Beyonce's origin story, you know, coming from Destiny's Child, like a girl group. And then she goes solo to become like this, you know, mega star. Diana Ross is obviously the blueprint for that. Beyonce also gets compared to Tina Turner because of her stage presence. Tina Turner was known for her energy and for going all out. And then also her legs. Beyonce's known for her her legs, particularly her thighs. Tina Turner liked a good bodysuit as well. Different kind of structure, but same. But watching like just that tidbit of the Janet Jackson documentary. And again, I told you I caught up with it when they shifted to Janet working on Rhythm Nation. It struck me as how influential Janet Jackson has been on Beyonce. And I don't know why I didn't really recognize it before. But that mega stage show and performing like nearly nonstop for hours. That's Janet Jackson all day. Like those big, big stage productions. That's Janet Jackson. I don't know how I didn't notice that before. Like even when she did the Super Bowl. I mean Beyonce, not Janet because they both done the Super Bowl. Even when she did the Super Bowl and she had on like the black and gold kind of military Black Panther-esque, I compared it in my head to Michael Jackson because, you know, Michael Jackson loved like a good like military uniform look. But also just watching those behind the scenes clips from Rhythm Nation. And I was like, oh, that's a lot of Janet in there too. Janet went through a phase where it was like a military look with a lot of hardware too. Like, oh, random observation, that's all. But um, the Janet Jackson documentary is coming on now. So I am going to wrap up this episode and we'll be back next week. I'll give you Tuesday and Friday. Um, After that, I'm not sure. We're having a conversation about that next week. And maybe I can tell you a little more about what's going on then. Maybe. We'll see. In the meantime, if you have not picked up your merch for Ratchet and Respectable, please do. I'm not even going to tell you there's a drop next week. The stuff is at the photographer's. If I can get it back to put it up on the site, then I will. And if I can't, I can't do next week the way I did this week. Like I'm I'm running on fumes and I'm really, really tired. So that is the episode for this week. Uh, We'll talk again on Tuesday. Thanks for listening. I know this is not like, you know, the usual format for the podcast, but I'm giving you what I got to give and I'm giving you my last. So we'll talk again next week. Okay. Bye.
0: when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com. When you visit Arizona,
1: time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com.